Hello, peoples, and welcome to Esoterica Cinema, the podcast where we take films from the cinematic multiverse and discuss the hell out of them. My name is Jason Peters, and I'm here with you for another patented five-minute review. Today, we look at the film that has the cojones to ask, what if dystopian sci-fi satire came with 500% more catchphrases, and action one-liners. What's the film? 1987's The Running Man, which Letterboxd describes as follows. By 2017, the global economy has collapsed and American society has become a totalitarian police state, censoring all cultural activity. The government pacifies the populace by broadcasting a number of game shows in which convicted criminals fight for their lives, including the gladiator-style The Running Man, hosted by the ruthless Damon Killian, where runners attempt to evade stalkers and certain death for a chance to be pardoned and set free. Pretty good description there, Letterboxd. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. The film stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, who needs no introduction. I want to be the governor for the people. But I was surprised to find more info on the writer and director, respectively. So the director is a gentleman by the name of Paul Michael Glazer. And this is a guy who was primarily known as a television actor, most famously for playing a little character that you may have heard of by the name of Detective Dave Starsky. That's right, the the lead of Starsky and Hutch directed The Running Man. Just found that out right now along with you guys. Well, maybe five minutes ago. The writer. Now, this is a guy you're going to maybe have heard of, okay? His name is Steven DeSouza. And if it does sound familiar, it's likely because he wrote one of the all-time action epics. That's right, Die Hard. This dude wrote Die Hard. The guy that wrote The Running Man wrote Die Hard, and you're thinking, wow, that must make him a super stud, right? No! No, it wouldn't. You would absolutely be wrong. So he does also have 48 hours to his name, the Nick Nolte Eddie Murphy vehicle, which, from what I understand, has not exactly aged very well since it was first released in the 80s. Go figure. And other than that, he follows up Die Hard with Die Hard 2, which, by the way, is one of the all-time worst action movies I have ever seen. I hate Die Hard 2, okay? Beverly Hills Cop 3, Judge Dredd, which I haven't seen in a long time, but I did like as a kid, if I'm going to be honest, but I'll bet you it's dog shit if I go back and check it now. And then most egregious of all, 1994's live-action Street Fighter film. So yeah, Steven DeSouza, writer of Die Hard, can go suck it. That's my official analysis. Let's get on to the film itself. It's time to start running! Now, this is an action satire through and through, okay? The satire is pretty strong. Some of it, you could argue, is even a little prescient. But the action is very 80s, okay? So as you're going into this, just know that, like, it is going to feel like 1986. Like, it may as well come with a straw and a bindle of cocaine. Now, if that works for you, great. If it doesn't... Nothing in here is going to change your mind. Maybe some of the satire can guide you through, but the the middle, the second act is literally just all 80s action, so you're going to have to be prepared for that. Interestingly enough, the movie does take place in 2019, so we thankfully have avoided the dystopian future that this film predicted. We have a dystopian future entirely of our own. Thank you very much, Stephen DeSouza. Now, after spending about the opening 20 minutes getting set up by the government... Arnold is then arrested so that he can essentially be put on this show, The Running Man, right? And and for the next hour or so, that's pretty much all that happens is we're in the game show of The Running Man with this Damien Killian character. Damien Killian? Damien Killian? Who's to say? 
and a bunch of these quote-unquote stalkers. Now, the stalkers to me are actually the funniest part of this movie. If you guys have ever seen the 90s classic American Gladiator, it's in that vein, but taken to like a comic book extreme. So they have guys, like the first guy is named Sub-Zero, right? And he's this big Asian dude who's really good at ice hockey. And so his environment that he exists in is like a, a hockey rink. And then he has this hockey stick with some like gnarly serrated blades at the edge of it, right? And he basically just goes around hacking limbs and heads off and that's his thing. We've got this other guy... Buzzsaw, who from what I can just tell is a jacked up meaty bodybuilder who does a shitload of cocaine. The saw's part of me, and I'm gonna make it part of you. Man, I think he did all of everyone's on set. And then we've also got Dynamo. Dynamo has to be the absolute lamest creation in any of 80s action cinema because he's supposed to be this like badass electrical guy, like he shoots. Uh, sparks and electricity out of some, you know, thing on his wrist or whatever. And look, this is not to disrespect anyone who's overweight, but this guy is at least 100 pounds overweight. And so for him to be a gladiator going around and chasing dudes like Arnold Schwarzenegger does not work. I firmly believe he is actually the grown-up man-child from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Horace or whatever the hell his name is, where he gets into the fight in his giant indoor swimming pool. Do you want to buy my bike, Francis? What would I do with that? I don't really... I can have any bike in the world! And as far as the film itself, we do move through this gauntlet very quickly. It's one after the other after the other. Arnold takes turns pretty much mowing him down. And then, of course, because it's an 80s movie and because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, we get so many brilliant, cheesy 80s one-liners. After every single stalker death, Arnold Schwarzenegger looks, if not right into camera, right off camera, and elicits just some beautiful pun that is just mwah, fantastic. Here is Sub-Zero, now Plane Zero. And aside from that, we've also got a love interest in 80s and 90s stalwart Maria Conchita Alonso, which you're probably not going to know by name, but I promise you will recognize her face. One other thing I do want to mention. So as far as Arnold's performance, right, it's right up there with early Arnold. He's still kind of working through the accent a little bit, but he's got a charm. There's just something about early Arnold. He's always got this kind of smile on his face, almost like when Seinfeld acts, you know, where he hasn't really become a great actor yet. But he's got this, I don't know, for such a big masculine dude, there's this sort of innocent naivete that like young Arnold Schwarzenegger carries in his performances. And it's very, very strange because he obviously would grow out of this very quickly doing Predator and Commando and Terminator and all these movies. But like there's a handful, even in Pumping Iron, you go back, he seems like this like, again, for such a monstrous, massive dude, he's got a, a sort of childlike innocence about him that just transcends whatever movie he's in. So that definitely carries through here. And Damon Killian, let me tell you, is one of the great characters, and he is played by Richard Dawson. Yes, the Richard Dawson from Family Feud. And yes, that's the guy that used to go around kissing all the women that you've seen on all the supercuts on YouTube. How are you, pretty lady? And, oh man, he just plays this so perfectly. Like, I don't even know that he's doing a different character. I think he's doing the same character that he did in Family Feud. And you're like, wow, that was actually a lot creepier than I realized. 
before the supercuts of him kissing and stroking and fondling all the female contestants. That's really weird. And he is just leaning into the sleaze throughout this entire movie and plays it so perfectly. He's one of those antagonists that you love to hate, and in my opinion, he's probably the best thing about this film. So all of this amounts to a very fun time at the end of the day. It's satirical, but the satire doesn't sting extremely hard, so you'll be able to have fun with it. Three adjectives for you, satirical, action-oriented, and fun. Coming up with a rating of four out of five stars, solid for The Running Man. Go ahead and check it out. As of the time of this recording, it is available on HBO Max with your subscription. Other than that, I'm sure you can find it somewhere else. That's what we got for you today on 5-Minute Reviews. We will see you next time on Esoterica Cinema. Thanks for hanging out with us.